Hello and welcome to the Fully Delighted Podcast. We are from South Mountain Community Church, a multi-site church with five locations in Utah. Each week, we will be hearing from our lead pastor, Paul Roby, and others as we explore what it means to be fully delighted in God and how we help as many people as possible experience this at SMCC. This is the Fully Delighted Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fully Delighted Podcast. My name is Adam and I'm excited for you to be here with us today. Um, We are in season four of our podcast and uh, really excited for what we've got for you today. It's a a really interesting topic. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, so make sure to, to stay on for this. Uh, but before we jump into it, I want to make sure that I remind you guys, as I always do, uh, it is so helpful for you to be able to leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening to this. Uh, huge help for us. It's free, and it's pretty easy to do, and it doesn't cost you anything, but it does help us out. And as a reminder, go ahead and make sure that if you aren't already, subscribe to the podcast that helps us as well. And share with a friend if there's something that comes up in this season or previous season that you think will be helpful uh, to somebody, then make sure to be able to send it to them. And uh, I'm I'm sure they'll enjoy it, but also just helps us out as well. So thank you in advance for doing that. So appreciate that. Um, What we've been doing in season four is having on staff who, who we just want to talk about different things, different passions, different uh, things that they're interested in, things that we think you listeners would enjoy as well. And so today I have on the podcast with me Kyle Davis, who is our Next Steps pastor at our Draper location. And I'm just excited to have him on today. Kyle, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I always like to make sure our listeners know, um, you know, who, you know, who, who are you? Um, how did you get here? And um, basically, um, yeah, how did you get to SMCC? Uh, I usually get here by car. I'm just messing with you. Uh, you, drive, you drive that <laughs> Nissan Pathfinder, that don't Nissan you? That Nissan Pathfinder. Got to have it. I'm rocking that new dad life. Got to have the new dad car. It's all a, that. Yeah, big. it's an SUV. It's full size, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Kyle. Uh, I am the... My official title is Pastor of Adult Ministry. Sorry, we've had a few changes. Oh, Pastor okay. of Adult Ministries here at Draper. Yeah. Uh, I came here, uh, I was, I'd was i done ministry previously in North Carolina as a youth pastor. Uh, I'd been involved in a lot of churches. Uh, I came to Christ in my early 20s, and ever since then, uh, just kind of been super involved in worship ministry, youth ministry, helping out guests, every everything and anything. That's uh, right, you play guitar, don't you? I uh, I don't tell people a lot of that. Don't tell Ben, our worship pastor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You don't want me up on stage. I've been the, I've been given the spiritual gift of annoying people with noise. So. Oh, <laughs> your wife appreciates that, I'm oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's why all my guitars are in the basement right now. Ah. Uh, so I, I was involved a lot uh, in a bunch of different areas of ministry. I went to grad school in Kentucky and got my master's out there and uh, I was applying for different church jobs because I was on the the precipice of getting married, and I was trying different churches and all this other stuff. And I applied for a different church, and the company that I was working with, chemistry staffing, was like, "Hey, they they want someone a little bit older, so it wasn't a good fit." But there's this church out in Utah. Uh, would uh-huh. you be interested in coming out there? And I was like, "Uh, I'm not really LDS, but like I appreciate." It. And they're like, "No, no, no, <laughs> it's a Christian church. It aligns with your beliefs." And I was like, "Oh, cool, cool." Uh, so me and my wife came out here. I think it's just about two years ago and yeah uh spent three days out here got to meet uh, my boss my campus pastor mike bell and hang out with a bunch of people from the draper campus and uh fell in love with the mission and vision and values of south mountain about reaching people by almost whatever whatever is necessary to mm-hmm. just be desperate for jesus and desperate for people to know him and i love that i see a lot of churches 
kind of get in their own way. Uh, and South right. Mountain does a really good job of staying out of their own way. Cool, cool. Well, awesome. That's a great, you know, little brief history. And I know that, I mean, you had been, even in your time at, you know, or in school or before school, I mean, you had to some degree been involved with churches um, previously, multi-site churches, yep. if I'm not mistaken. So got some background in that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was part of Southeast uh, Christian Church, which is one of the largest churches in Kentucky. If you're, listen- you're listening to this and you're familiar with uh, Kyle Eidelman, he wrote a really famous book called uh, Not a Fan oh, a few yeah, years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. That's his church. Uh, I was really involved in their, in their men's ministry and in their uh, guest experience. Uh, love multi-site, love how it can make the gospel go further. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's the thing that I like to say is I think we can do more together than we can apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's definitely a a huge deal for me as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, you know, this whole past year, you know, past 12 months, 13 months, 14 months, whatever, have been so crazy in terms of everything that's happening with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. which thankfully is on, it's on the mend. Like, praise God. Yeah. yeah. Everything's going down across the board. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, And just things, you know, more and more just getting back to normal life and things like that. But, Mm. you know, I think back, um, I was thinking about this yesterday, uh, just thinking about one year ago where we were at with SMCC, uh, we were doing budget season. That's what we're in right now as well. Mm But, um, and at that time, doing budget season just as a pandemic has really started, yeah. and and really just nobody knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, I just recall back to that, and and everybody having to shift, right? You know, really nobody could do these mass gatherings anymore. Yeah. Of 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 large groups of people, which is which is kind of you know a piece a piece of what church is, right? It doesn't have to be like huge huge groups yeah. of people, but it, groups of people. Yeah. Um, we were, you know, most of our locations were not meeting in person for, it was about four months, if I recall. Yeah, just about. Yeah, because we didn't really start back, you know, trying meeting back together and even sh- then not even sure what that would look like until I believe that was, you know, July of 2020. Yeah. So, you know, the spring and part of the summer, mm-hmm. just not meeting together people. And so this is a whole new world. Online church, uh, not really meeting, you know, small groups were asking, should we meet? Should we not meet? Mm-hmm what should we do? You know, this was just something so crazy different mm-hmm. um, for not only for really everybody, but I think especially for Christ followers and people involved in the church, this was a totally new thing, mm-hmm. um, especially for Western American church. Yeah. Um, and so it's so interesting. We've kind of opened up this this Pandora's box now of, okay, people for a, a year in some places were just not meeting yeah. or doing things online. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think for a lot of church leaders and a lot of people, you know, from all across the board are trying to think, is this the new thing? Yeah. Is this the thing that we do temporarily? Is this going to recondition people as to how to do church and to live and to work? Yeah. And so what does that mean for Christ followers? What does that mean for the church? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the topic that we want to talk about, not necessarily that in particular, but how do people function? How do they learn? How do they grow? Um, and what have we learned from this last year? And what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so I know that you had brought up this topic, and I thought, this is, this is an excellent topic. This is so, so much in here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, give me a little bit of that. I mean, what have you been finding? What have you learned from either doing some research or from the people that you know at the Draper campus or other locations? I mean, what, what has been happening or what have we been learning through this season? Yeah, uh, last, last year or whenever COVID hit, uh, it was kind of a new thing for American church culture. 
because there had been diseases and plagues, Spanish flu, all kinds of other stuff. But this is the first time, uh, to my knowledge, I did a huge deep dive into church history at the time of the pandemic. And this is the first time churches, one, either gave medical society some credence because before it was like, mm. no, just keep praying and the plague will go away, uh, whether sure, it was the Black sure. Plague or Spanish influenza or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, or they lived in complete and total fear and they didn't go anywhere. So it was yeah. kind of a, this is the first time pastors uh, actually had to deal with medical evidence mm -hmm. and handle it well because our society is probably one of the most educated societies that has ever existed, right. ever. Well, let me jump into that. Not yeah. only has it been, have we, you know, more educated than ever and information is more available than ever, mm -hmm. but at the same time, technology obviously is, mm -hmm. is more advanced than it ever has been yeah. so even let's go back to the spanish flu in 1918 i yeah. think you know they didn't have a zoom yep. or online option so so that's a huge difference yeah. too yeah they didn't have the opportunity to still quote unquote do church mm -hmm. when they were you know there was a risk of you and your family dying right uh right. so this entire our entire culture was like hey Let's handle this medical evidence well. You know, when coronavirus was start, first going around, COVID-19, we were kind of unsure of mm -hmm. what it was really going to do in the first couple of months. Yeah. Uh, so we we're like, all right, let's be safe. Let's care for our people, especially those who are at risk, uh, mm -hmm. whether they have health concerns or due to age. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go online. We have this opportunity. Let's use it. Yeah. Uh, so church went online. Small groups went to Zoom. Uh, yeah. Staff meetings started doing FaceTime. It was mm -hmm. everything was done via phone or computer or laptop or tablet, whatever you got. Um, even churches that I had known previously that were small little uh, country churches, you know, maybe 150 people max on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. They were now streaming Facebook Live uh, all their services, right. which is probably one of the first times that that has happened across the board in church culture, especially in America, where we were so heavily dependent on uh, Sunday attendance. Yeah, yeah. And and really the church model, especially in America, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and this is just part of what it is. I mean, a lot of it is Sunday focused. Yeah. Um, we could call it event focused yeah. to a, to a degree. It's saying, Hey, this is, this is what's happening. This is church on, on Sundays. Yeah. Part of it is meeting back together. So, yeah, absolutely. So we, I mean, I think there's still value in that. And mm -hmm. uh, part of what I want to talk about today is that although that has been super helpful, zoom meetings, mm -hmm. Facebook live streaming things, being able to meet across miles and miles or during the pandemic or through whatever circumstance, yeah. uh, the research is kind of showing that the digital age is not going to replace the analog life that Christian culture has cultivated over the last couple thousand years. Interesting. Um, so wow. I'm a big, I'm a big tech guy and I think you are too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've got, I think I've got like four work laptops that do a bunch of different things <laughs> and iPads and stuff like that, that I, I use and they're all incredibly useful for my job. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would love for the digital age to be able to do Christian discipleship. And uh, if you're listening and you don't know yeah. what discipleship, discipleship is a Christian word uh, that essentially means we take people from knowing about Jesus to liking Jesus, to loving Jesus, to helping others love Jesus. That's a great definition. And just, and just like we were saying, just so our, our, our listeners know, mm -hmm. yeah, we're neither of us are, nothing we're going to say today is like, we just don't like digital things. We don't get yeah. tech. And so we're just gonna, you know, say bad things about it yeah absolutely we both embrace it and love it <laughs> yes. but, but let's look at practical pieces yeah. of this uh something you and i share in common is we both love data uh we both love stats yes. uh because 
stats tend to not lie or at least not lie as much. Uh, there's a thing in pastor circles called church math that if, you know, you're talking about, Oh, we had 19 baptisms. Oh, we're going to round up. That's 20 there or, you, you know, go. yeah, church yeah. math. We're going to, we have about 1800, 1800 people on a Sunday. You're like, eh, you got 1300, but that's well, cool. And the joke comes from, you've been in sales before. Yeah. My wife is in sales, but sales math is, yeah, always trying to, you can always yeah round up to make things sound better. So yeah, more of a joke, but more yeah. of a joke. Yeah. And, uh, I don't particularly like that because I came from a a secular world where Mm -hmm. uh, I was in uh, in business a lot. I was in construction and where Mm -hmm. hard numbers matter and they matter a lot because they show reality uh, where we really are, not where we feel like we are. Uh, And churches tend to, uh, and if (laughs) I would say South Mountain's probably on the better end of this, Mm -hmm. uh, churches tend to not you want to use numbers because it's hard to face reality sometimes. Uh, Whether it's the number of small groups you have open or hey. I remember mm-hmm. people that you know came to Jesus in your church this year or got baptized. Like some yeah. of those numbers can be discouraging. Yeah, it's almost easier to be like, you know, in some degree, I live in a subjective, um, you know, workplace or measurement where I'm like, okay, I think people like me. I don't mm-hmm. have to look necessarily yeah. like a num- Like I think people, if people come to listen to me. I don't know how many. It looks full. Yeah, it looks, you know, it feels full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just it's sometimes easier to just live in that that world of like, I yeah, people like me. Yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, right? Like, yeah, it, no, it totally that. is. Uh, in fact, the facts and stats and data uh, can be a harsh light or a good light depending on how you're looking at it. I mm-hmm. tend to embrace them because I like to know where I really am because I like to improve. Uh, mm. And that's where I was doing some research. So I, I have a website that I kept from college that I still do some ghostwriting on and some mm. random other stuff. And I was writing this series called Hurtful, Not Helpful, where there's lots of things that are seem helpful, but they're actually hurtful. In the, uh, Interesting. Yeah. And I stumbled across some articles on different areas, uh, different places on the website, on the, uh, the Internet. And I discovered some interesting academic research about... Mm how people learn and how they learn in a Christian context. And the data is overwhelmingly saying that digital is not as good as analog in Mm. almost every platform. So there's three ways that Mm. we as Christians uh, tend to consume Jesus. Uh, We tend to Mm -hmm. take him in Mm -hmm. and that's through Bible reading, worship and sermons Mm -hmm. and small groups like community. Yeah, Uh, There's three ways. And all that used to be done online in the Mm -hmm. last year because Mm -hmm. of COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, the data is showing us that that's not as effective. You can still do it, yeah, but you will not go as far or as fast. And it's so interesting that you say that because I think there are, uh, or there were, or maybe still are, you know, Christian leaders out there who, at the time the pandemic uh, started, and you know, you know, almost about a year ago in that summer of 2020, we're just saying, hey, you know, the new thing is going to be the future is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're not on board, then you're going to die out. Yeah, uh, you're, you know, digital church, online church is the next thing. Now, mm-hmm. and I'll say this, Christianity um, can often be s- slow uh, <laughs> to to embrace new things, right? Like, yes. so I went to a school, this is some history, so I went to school, Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, founded mm-hmm. in the, the 1800s, um, and at the time, Moody uh, pioneered basically gospel over the radio, mm-hmm. um, and that was a big deal, and yeah. they got tons of flack for it because um, they thought that you know the devil was in the in the radio. You know mm-hmm. they thought that this was this was not Christian technology to be used for that way. So yeah. you know we always have to be cautious and say we do want to embrace new things yep. um, and and try to figure out you know how can we utilize this and redeem it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there can be things where we can just say, hey, that was good, and it still can be good. Yes. But is it as good as yeah. this thing? Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of where 
the online Christianity is kind of falling. So uh, I've been writing and thinking about this topic uh, quite a bit since I wrote my article. And I basically have come down to the idea that it's like highways and back roads. If you're mm. familiar with Salt Lake Valley, uh, 15 is kind of the major highway. It runs north to south, mm -hmm. pretty much top to bottom. Yep. If you're a new person to Utah, you just moved here. We have a ton of transplants coming in. Mm -hmm. 15 is super good to get around because it's like, hey, I'm going to get on. And then 20 minutes later on this exit, I'm going to get off. Mm -hmm. And that's where I need to be. Yeah. However, it's probably not the most effective way to get around all the time. Correct. Uh, so I live in Lehigh, uh, which is, if you're not familiar with Salt Lake Valley, it's about like 15 minutes south of our Draper campus. Mm -hmm. I live there and I could take 15. It would take me 25 minutes to get to church. Mm -hmm. But because I know back roads, because yeah. there's some sideways roads that have lights and they're not as quote unquote fast, I actually get here faster. I get here in about mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Yeah, so, sometimes I-15 too can be... Uh, really traffic yes. depending on the time yeah so yeah so uh the online world is kind of like highways you're gonna get a lot of things and know a lot of things and see a lot of things but it probably isn't the most effective for what we would call discipleship the mm. deep the deep christianity the mm. things that people were like hey i want to i want to know more i want to love god better i want to love others better online just isn't going to get you to that place at least right now that that's what the data is showing interesting that is so interesting and, and even to that point i've we've already seen um, what's, what I think is great is that through, um, SMCC online, yeah. um, already seen people who they do, um, connect with us. Yeah. They do like the messages, but ultimately they're taking next steps in person. Yes. Not online. Yeah. Which, yeah. Who, who knew that a year ago, if that was gonna be the case. Exactly. And that's where I think the online church world does great. Uh, typically, uh, if you are, uh, if you don't believe in Jesus, you don't love Christianity, you don't love church. That's fine. And most people are going to take their first steps online. They're going to yep. watch a sermon online. They're going to mm -hmm. download the Bible app, or mm -hmm. maybe they're going to like be on, uh, you know, social media, Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, and kind of they're testing out the waters of Christianity. And that's right. where I think online church and online Christianity does amazing because yeah. it's like a highway. You can have a ton of people coming and kind of get the, if you're mm -hmm. on 15 in Salt Lake, you kind of get the lay of the land. You understand yeah. where things are. Oh, that's on this side is Harriman and on this side is Cottonwood. Yeah. You, you get, get some yeah. quick snapshots of what's around. Exactly. And even more so, you know, I think in our culture, what we've been able to see, and by culture, I mean Utah in general for, mm -hmm. for all of our locations, St. George all the way up to West Jordan. Yep. Um, what we see is that in this culture right now, people um, are asking a lot of questions yeah. um, in religion, mm -hmm. um, in the prominent faith here. And, um, you know, they are not necessarily sure if they're ready to tell their family, hey, I'm going to not I'm going to stop going to this and I'm going to start going to this other thing or I'm going to explore yeah. this. So online also can provide that really safe space where maybe I'm in my bedroom by myself on yeah. my phone watching a service, yep. you know, and just trying to look at those, check out those things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I first uh, became a Christian in my early 20s, like a, a real deep Christian, mm -hmm. uh, I read a lot of other religions. Uh, mm -hmm. I read the Quran and the Bhagavad Gita and a couple other like sacred texts from mm -hmm. other places because I was like those people. Uh, mm -hmm. I wanted, I want to know. And I think there's this fear that, uh, you don't want to be, be a bamboozled. You don't want to be fooled. You don't yeah. want another, some kind of structure taking advantage of you. Maybe the previous yep. religious experience you had, or maybe you're just kind of wary about God in general. Mm -hmm. And online is a safe space to do that. It's a highway where you can be like, yeah, I'll get from here to here. And there's not a lot of commitment. I don't need to know these back roads. Cause mm -hmm. if, if you're taking back roads, 
you need to know these turns and you need to know these street yeah. names. You can't just kind of be like, oh, well, there's a sign that says my friend's house is. Yeah, I-15 down. is easy because it's just very direct. It's it's north to south, yes. and south to north. And but yeah, but the the back roads you'd have to know like yeah, how is this? How yeah. am I going to navigate this? You so. got to know, which is why I think online digital discipleship is great to start, but never great to end. And mm. so I. Uh, I know there's a couple of churches back east, some mega churches that have said what you said, like, hey, mm-hmm. if you're not in the digital sphere, like you're going to die. And I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where it needs to end, because like I sure. said, there's three ways that we take in Christianity, Bible reading, sermon and worship and community. And yeah. all of those things, data is overwhelmingly in favor of the analog, the old. The, if you're Bible reading, it's in mm-hmm. on in a paper book. Uh, Interesting. There's a stu- there was a study done. That's uh, an academic that will be in the show notes mm-hmm. that basically said for men specifically you can read more but you will retain less men really? go through bible like they use the u version uh, yep. which a ton mm-hmm. of people have yep. i have on my phone yep you'll go through a ton of plans you'll read a lot of scripture you can mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff but you will retain less and they had this interesting litmus test where they were like hey can you name the five passages you thought you worked through this week in your bible study and oh, a ton of them couldn't do it wow so they they could go but they just didn't remember you know i i don't want to you know speculate because i don't know what the data backs up on it but you know i think about my own life and and i'm very embraced of the digital life the digital world i'm on social platforms as much as some days i'd like to be off of them but Mm. um i wonder if you know maybe a part of it again i don't have data back this up but you know my phone is used sometimes as just a means to um, have something quick and easy to do to yeah. just maybe dist- distract myself from something else. Yeah. Um, and so I almost wonder if maybe that's part of it where sitting down with a book is, is something maybe different than my phone, which mm-hmm. is a tool that I'm used for a specific thing as yeah. I've grown up with it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a lot that says similar things. So uh, a mm-hmm. lot of this I'm taking from education standpoints where sure. they had schools had to be online and yeah. across the board from K through 12 learning was down because mm-hmm. they were having to do it online. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that when you use a laptop, a tablet or a phone, mm-hmm. there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot. It's so easy yeah. for me to get off and go on Instagram or Reddit or Facebook or whatever, yep. whatever your mm-hmm. news platforms, yep. all kinds of other stuff or notification pops up. Yeah, notifications. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll yeah. be on trying to read through something or maybe I'm following along in a sermon on Sundays. Mm-hmm. I'm following along on my phone and a text message pops up. Right. Or right. some kind of, oh, hey, you were mentioned in this person's story. I mean, those things are, those apps are literally written and programmed and developed to say, if you're not on this app, what could be uh, information that I could show you that would then make you transfer your attention to this other app? Yeah. That's literally how it's built. Yeah, absolutely. Attention is the new currency. Yes. In our world. Yeah. And so using a tablet, like I've got my iPad in front of me, I have it on do not disturb, but it's mm. so easy for me to just go into another thing because mm-hmm. our split attentions and I, we do this all the time. Our, we wire our brains to do it. Most people, when you're on Netflix, you're probably surfing Facebook or yeah. if you're, you, it, <laughs> my wife hates me for that. If I, if I have a, we're, we're, if we're watching a show that I'm, you know, not a hundred percent interested in, yep. then I'm usually doing something else. Yeah. And then, but I hear something, I can tell like the, the something's pivoted in the storyline or something. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what did he what did he say? Like I wasn't completely oh, paying attention. Guy. I'm bad unless I'm a hundred percent into the show, and and I'm kind of picky about my shows. But if I'm, like, oh, I'll watch that with you. Yep. Well, it means I'm, I might be on my phone at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And people do it in conversations, like uh, like you'll be at a, if you ever go to a party or your small groups kind of having mm-hmm. a gathering, whatever. Mm-hmm. You'll be hanging around, and someone will be scrolling through a phone, and you wait for the inflection. The and you're like, oh, that was a question. That was a question. Yep. Now I have to figure out. And you're like, what? 
Uh, We have split attention. And so that's why for Bible reading, we don't retain as much because we're not invested. Uh, I had a Greek professor in my graduate program uh, who was a very practical man. Shout out to Dr. Vickers at Southern Seminary. Uh, He said that Greek, the only reason you should take Greek is because it forces you to slow down. That most of the time, our English translations are pretty good. The ESV, NIV, like you're, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not when people explain like, oh, the Greek does this. He's like, there's actually very few Greek words Mm -hmm. that change the meaning of a text. He's like, what happens is when you understand the Greek, you're forcing yourself to go word by word because it's not your initial language. You're slowing down. You are giving undivided focus yeah which is so interesting it's hard to do that uh, is so interesting yeah just to be able to slow down um and take maybe your brain out of a different gear yep um and again it's not that either both of you both of you, both of us <laughs> are in our 20s yep and so we've grown up with this technology to some degree yeah so we're not saying it's a it's inherently a bad thing no but you have to also come to a reality of what are the pros and cons of these tools and using them in different scenarios, different mm-hmm. contexts. Yeah. And uh, if you get easily distracted, maybe your U version Bible app is not the best method yeah. for you to read uh, yeah. the Bible. No, uh, typically what I tell uh, if you're a new Christian who comes to me and kind of they're like, Hey, I want to know how to do this. The, mm-hmm. the Christian thing, the Jesus thing. I will tell you to download the app because it's easy to have. If you're, yeah. you know, they have lots of devotional things on there, things yep. that are, encouraging but it's just not going to bring you deep it's going to get you in the ocean but it's not going to get you like where a submarine is going to bring you which is where you need like hey you need to sit down with a pen and a journal and or whatever it is however you take in information some of those other tools yes you need to do that and set aside time yeah Uh, which is hard especially in our culture like you said we're in our 20s -hmm. we uh then when i was doing research on this for uh this podcast and for some other stuff i'm working on from 20 to 40, if you're 20 years old to 40 years old, you mm-hmm. kind of, you're the hybrid generation where mm-hmm. you probably grew up semi-analog. Uh, yeah, you know, right. maybe you had a landline or you remember the dial-up internet with yep, the noise. Uh, that, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, but as an adult, you function in a digital world. Yep. Most of my job, even as a pastor, mm-hmm. is done online. It's yeah. done via the phone, text mm-hmm. messages, calls, all, yeah. all that stuff. Yep. Um, so we kind of work in this function, but more and more, it's becoming digital and people are retaining less kids score test scores are increasingly scoring lower on reading comprehension hmm. uh, because they're reading online, which is unfortunate because that is required to go deep, to have a deep understanding. I think hmm. I forgot who said this, but essentially, like if you can explain it well, you know it well. Yeah. If you yeah. can teach it. Yeah. Or if you can teach it to a younger person. Yeah. Yes. That's even a better thing. Yeah. Explain like I'm five. <laughs> yeah. Explain it to me like I'm five. If I, yeah. If I can explain a complex thing to somebody who's younger, mm-hmm. I know this. I know it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's such a bummer that it's all going online again. Like you said, I love digital stuff and mm-hmm. I, I love to have access to thousands of commentaries. If I want to know what Charles Spurgeon said about mm-hmm. Philemon one, I can look it up, which yeah. is great, but it just doesn't get you deep in that area. And increasingly what I'm seeing in uh, younger, young adults, uh, people, even people our age who are in their like late twenties, early thirties, mm-hmm. I hear this phrase that says I can do church on my own or I can do church online. It is so prevalent right now. I yes. can do church online. Which, if you're listening, I'm telling you, you can't. Mm. I, there's some biblical arguments to back up, which there's an article that I won't go into because it's about 20 pages long. Mm. Uh, it's super academic, and it'll be in the show notes. But like, basically, there's a biblical argument on why church should be in person. But mm. also, uh, people are under the assumption that when they say, I can do church online or I can do church on my own, they're saying, I can listen to worship music and I can hear good teaching. 
online. Right. Online. Generally, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, which is totally true. You can 100% download you know, your favorite pastor, you can have their sermons or a yeah. thousand, you can have a stable. I could have a, the most robust, amazing teaching team in the world all on my phone, Yep, which is totally true. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is not what pastoring is. Mm. Uh, what, what, what the research is showing is that people who say I can do church on my own or who listen to a ton of podcasts and sermons and they don't really attend an in-person church, uh, they're listening to an echo chamber of mm. I, I only listen to pastors who preach the way I like, what I like, and I never listen to anything that challenges my view. Wow. Now that is super interesting. Yeah, because when you're online, if there's a sermon that comes up and you say either I don't like the content, I don't like the subject, I don't agree with the stance, yep. well, it, take, it just takes a click to say, well, I'm going to opt out of this yeah. and go okay so now where's that other guy oh he's yeah. teaching on something that i want to hear yeah so that echo chamber idea is super interesting yeah um wow that was, that was very interesting i mean you and i have been to a, a probably a couple thousand church services between the two of us sure how many of those church services if you had the opportunity would you have walked out or like been like yeah i'm not really <laughs> you, if you have the opportunity to swipe left on them yeah in the first 10 minutes you would have swiped left. I, I, right. Hundreds for me. Yeah, yeah. Even in the, even if there was an amazing biblical truth or I understood Jesus better because of the end of the sermon, mm-hmm. most people aren't waiting 20 minutes to hear, eh, I guess I like this message. It's, man, this guy is boring. He's yeah, terrible. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, wow. So to to have this opportunity where if, if you are in a church, um, there's not necessarily, and this is, this is almost sounds like a negative thing, but it's almost a positive thing. I don't have the option to just, click and choose what I want. Yeah. Um, but to be, uh, to, I mean, I guess I'm getting too deep into it, but to be in a church where I say, I'm going to be involved in this church to a degree, to a certain extent, I'm going to submit to the leadership there. And yes. if they think that this is important, I guess I got to, I guess I got to listen just to at least hear it. Yeah. To at least hear what they have to say on this. You need, that's, I tell everyone who's like, man, you know, we, uh, if you're not familiar with South Mountain Community Church, we have a teaching team, Eric, mm-hmm. Adam, Pastor Paul, a couple other people rotate through. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people prefer one of you guys to the other. Mm-hmm. And I, was, yeah. I like Eric or I like Paul. And that's fine. Yeah. It's a stylistic choice. Yeah. And people often ask like, hey, you know, I'd like to get the teaching schedule so I know when to I show know. up because my favorite preacher is going to be there. But the problem is, is that your pastor, your preacher, the guy who's teaching you, mm-hmm. he's not there because he wants you to like his style. He's there to present to you, hopefully, an audio version of the Bible, an audio yeah. version of, hey, this is what the Bible says. Here's how it applies to your life. Mm-hmm. And that is for everyone. There is, it's like what Paul says in Timothy, that there is mm-hmm. all, all scripture, all gospel, all Jesus, all this Bible mm-hmm. is from God and mm-hmm. it's useful. It yeah, has, yeah. has opportunities for you to use it in your day-to-day life. So yeah. uh, Dr. Russ Moore, who's a theologian, said that your podcast and your sermon isn't your pastor because your pastor yeah. is more than just teaching. It's about being in your life. And also... Uh, he makes a really interesting argument, going back to what we were talking about before, that you are more likely to accept hard truth from mm. a pastor that you know than a podcast that you listen to. Absolutely. Like if yeah. Eric says, you know, uh, right now, uh, sexual identity and uh, sexual activity is a pretty hot topic in our culture. Sure, sure. Uh, if I'm listening to whatever pastor of the day, mm-hmm. if I don't like what he says about this, I probably in all likelihood, I'm not going to keep listening to it yeah. or I'm just going to harden my heart against. It. I'm going to be like, no, I, I don't agree. So I'm just going to tune out even though I'm still listening. I'm going to tune out for the rest of the sermon yeah. versus, yeah. Hey, 
Eric was my small group leader. He was, he led in my men's group or Adam mm-hmm. was, did, did this mm-hmm. in my young adults group. I know this person, therefore their opinion has merit because That's I've seen weight. Jesus in their life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost one of those things. This might be, you know, kind of a strange analogy, analogy to think about, but you know, at the same time, um, online church or, on, or an online pastor, you know, that you enjoy, doesn't have the same degree of saying, I want to, um, spend time like, like, a like a good healthy church staff would do of thinking through things and saying, what is our, what do our people need? What do they mm-hmm. need to hear in their context and their culture? Um, you know, we're spending the weeks thinking and planning these things out. It's yeah. almost like going to, um, a doctor that knows you well, like yes. their job is to think and to consider your medical history, mm-hmm. um, what, what's, what might be coming up, you know, they're dedicated to their, their, their job is to think through those things for you. You're yeah. not thinking through that. Um, and I don't want to get into a point of just saying, Hey, blindly trusting a church leadership per se. Like yes. you can, you can, you can think through these things and actually, um, be challenged by it and yet and have those conversations but it's but i mean you should be in a church where you can trust the leadership yeah that you're under a hundred percent if you don't trust your pastor uh mm-hmm. and like we have i mean we have a billion pastors here it's <laughs> about in the orchard yeah. of all five campuses we have yep. a, we got a lot yep. you don't have to trust all of us you know if you go to draper and you mm-hmm. you're not a huge fan of kyle henderson at south jordan like that's <laughs> fine he's not your pastor sure. your pastor is mike bell or uh, if you're in small gr- a ton of small group life, you're probably going to be most related to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Or if you're it, you've been around Eric or a couple of people, um, sure. you should be invested and you should trust your leadership. If you do not trust your leadership, mm-hmm. basically biblically, mm-hmm. I mean, you have two options: yep. either get to know your leadership and find your how you can trust them, yep. or leave your church. Yeah, like you yep. should not be in a place where you feel like. Hey, I, I can't give my money because I don't know how these mm-hmm. people are going to spend it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to use it wisely. Yep. I think they're going to, you know, it's going to pay for vacations or jets yeah. or whatever. Right, like, right. Don't don't be in that church. Leave that church. Go yeah. to a place where you, even if it's not your favorite stylistically, you should be in a place where you feel safe and comfortable like, yeah. to have that relationship. I mean, it seems so odd to, you know, publicize this on a church podcast. But yeah, I mean, I would absolutely agree. If you are just like, continually i cannot for for whatever reason it might be um you just you've sat down with your leadership at mm-hmm. your church and tried to ask questions and you're still saying i i just feel like there's there's a disconnect in trust um you know the cool thing about christianity is you have freedom yeah. to go find um another church where you can trust uh, where you can build that trust with them yeah um so yeah there's nothing wrong with that it's no. kind of get in or you know get out in that situation whatever church you might attend yeah absolutely like I've, i mean i've been in leadership and on staff at churches where i stepped out of leadership and staff because i disagreed with where they were going philosophically it's not mm-hmm. that they aren't they i still love those churches i still love right, those pastors right. they are good people mm-hmm. i just didn't agree and i wanted to go a different direction because yeah. of what you know this that or the other yeah. and people should do the same that yeah. in i mean Maybe if you're in a small country town in the middle of nowhere, you've got like two churches to choose yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. But like on average, there's probably about five good Bible believing, gospel preaching churches in your area. Yeah. You know, you might have to drive 30 minutes. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might have to huck it a little bit, but you're you're gonna be okay. Yeah. There's gonna be a place where you can be in person, present, and involved. Yeah. And I think, you know, then there's that caution too of don't, you know, say, hey, this is this is not the right church or the right spot for me. Mm-hmm. And then disconnect and then never plug back in somewhere. Yes. That happens all the time where um from what I've seen, yeah. So I, I feel like I'm just not connected or I can't whatever it might be. Yep. 
And then they then they try to go to the route of, well, I'll just have an online pastor or an online yep. church. But they just never get plugged back in yeah. to the to the body. I'm yeah. referring to the church, the yeah. big, big C church. Yeah. They don't go to another church. They're like, oh, I didn't like this place, so I'm going to go somewhere else. Or I disagreed with how they handled the pandemic, so I'm going to go here. Right. Exactly. And they don't yep. plug back in, which is another reason the digital platform doesn't lead to discipleship. Mm. Uh, it's that there's no buy-in. There's no skin in the game. Yeah. The reason people grow most people grow in small groups uh mm-hmm. realistically like the, i i mean like we said been had a thousand sermons between the two of us mm-hmm. i bet you between the two of us maybe we could get 10 to 20 sermons that we could be like oh yeah he preached this off of this text sure. like we just you don't remember a lot of it but you do grow in small groups and yeah. you, the reason you grow is that it costs you something it costs you time it costs you yeah. relational equity to be hey this person's going through something and i'm going to sacrifice my time i'm going to be more mm-hmm. like jesus because of this person mm-hmm. and online you don't have to be more like jesus because it's all about a no. receptive consumer culture of he's going to preach to me yeah. i'm gonna say what i want to say on social media and not have that dialogue back yes. or if it is a dialogue it's an argument i'm not mm-hmm. actually trying to build a relationship i'm trying to win an argument yeah people can forget easily that church is uh much it is a two-way street mm-hmm. uh more so than consuming you know, something with yeah. my Netflix account, it is consuming. Yes. I pay them and I get content and I have no obligation back to Netflix <laughs> besides just what I'm paying for that service. Uh, but yeah, church is not that relationship at all. Yeah. Church is inherently, and that's part of that long article that talks about why church is in person. Church is inherently an in person dialogue. It's a two way street, not mm. a highway where you're going one way, getting what you want. Mm-hmm. Two ways of, Hey, you're going to give something and get something, which is why uh, when people come to South Mountain, I always, 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 without fail, encourage, get in a group and on a team. Yeah. In a group is probably where you're going to get a lot of stuff. You're going to dive deep into the, some scripture. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to do life with each other. Your kids are going to be friends. You're going to get a lot from small groups. Yeah. Teams uh, serving, that's where you're going to be able to give. You get, yep. to, you get to experience Jesus and small groups, and you get to be like Jesus on teams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so good just to understand how healthy of um, a relationship that can be. And yet mm-hmm. a lot of people are sometimes paralyzed in, in not knowing what to do with that. But, you know, the fact of so being in a group where it's a little bit more um, intimate it could be a word yeah. that sounds weird to say but um just a little bit more close-knit mm-hmm. um than just sitting in a in a seat on a sunday uh, but then also on a team where i'm oriented to not just think about myself because the church is not about thinking about myself it's not mm-hmm. about what can i achieve how much can i know yeah. um but it's more about okay people i'm gonna love people um i'm gonna uh, there's there's so much more there you know so we say that we measure maturity by um, how much, how well we love God and how well we love others. So there's mm-hmm. two pieces to that. Yeah. Um, so it's so important to, it's very difficult to do yeah. that online. Yeah. Online, like I said, online is just super great for like, it's a, it's a great kiddie pool. It's a great shallow end. Mm-hmm. But if you've been a Christian for longer than I would say, if you've been a, an active Christian for about a, a year or more, I would say it's time to start walking to the deep end. Mm-hmm. It's time to start figuring out how do I do this? Because you can totally on like get all that information. You can get sermons and like mm-hmm. ingest content like crazy. But at some point you have to love God and love others and loving others is not something you can do by yourself. Yes. You have to do other things. Yeah. Um, and that's why the digital platforms just aren't super great for that. Uh, mm-hmm. because there's not right now, currently mm-hmm. it's not super great. I'm hoping in the future, you know, maybe with the induction in high tech VR, things will get better for in, attending in church. I know there's yeah. a church in uh, California where they do, 
100% virtual reality. It's for like disabled people or people who can't attend. In okay. Person. Yeah. So you yeah. put on these like the Oculus or whatever mm -hmm. VR helmet you have, and they stream you into a building, and you can see other people who are with yeah. you. And like, okay, that's a great opportunity. It's just not like the whole church world isn't there yet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll get better in the future, but right now it's not. And um, yeah. a lot of this, like, like I said, I'm drawing a lot from education and the studies that have been done because we're kind of just now uh, because the digital age essentially started like in like the early 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, the digital age, academia is just now kind of catching up and doing mm. full fledged studies on how the digital age has influenced our culture. Uh, yep. And a lot of it's in academics, how kids learn and how mm -hmm. teenagers learn. Uh, you, most people are familiar with the styles of learning, you know, there's visual audio auditory yeah. or like kinetic. Uh, so visual, you see it mm -hmm. auditory, you listen to it. kinetic, you work with it. Yeah. Um, most people by and large mm -hmm. are, they are without fail auditory and or kinetic. Okay. Uh, very, very few people are, vi or, uh, I'm sorry. I said auditory very, they are visual slash kinetic. Okay. Like you have visual to see, you have okay. to see a picture. You have to work with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, auditory, uh, not so much. It's about 20 to 30%, depending on where you are in the world. Okay. So if you have 10 listeners to this, two of you are like me, I'm an auditory learner. Mm -hmm. I, I can listen to things and that's how I learn. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not super great with visual. Like I don't, mm. pictures don't really do it for me. Gotcha. Um, we don't, people don't take in information by reading. Mm. It's just a fact of the matter. Uh, especially via digital. We don't just take sermon content, small group content, uh, even, you know, reading your Bible. You just don't learn that way. People don't learn that way. They need to mm. work with it. They need to see it. They need mm. to do things with it. It needs to be much more tangible. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Paul and I have this, uh, inside thing that him and I both do that we're both avid readers. Uh, even though reading is a little bit harder for me than it is for him. Um, it's easy for us to remember where a quote is on a, mm -hmm. in a book because you're like, oh, yeah, I saw it on the top left side of the page. Sure, yeah. That doesn't exist in the digital world. Yeah, it's much more difficult. It's, yeah, it's more abstract. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, there's uh, infinite scrolls, so you're mm -hmm. kind of like, I think it was somewhere halfway down this web page, yeah, but not yeah. quite sure. Uh, yep. Small group content, you're like, I think it was on this Instagram account. I saw this. There's just not a lot of work, so there's not mm -hmm. a lot of remembering. The retention rate is just wicked low yeah yeah or even just the way you know when you think about how apps are built you were talking about infinite scrolling but mm -hmm. apps have gone to i was talking to a guy who is in ux and ui, UI design and yeah yeah you know the the rubber banding refresh um yep. is something that's a little bit new and and that whole thing is meant to it's not even meant for you i think when i'm on some social media i, did, I saw something that i did like and i, oh, I want to go back to that but maybe i accidentally um did that reload animation yeah. and now it's gone it's trying to constantly give me something new yep um, it constantly, constantly something new. Yeah. Um, it's just a different way of interacting with information. Again, it's not inherently bad, but no. we have to understand the pieces of it and how we as humans work differently with that. Yeah. That's, uh, when I was writing the article, the, the title was where I was really, I was really hung up on hurtful, not helpful because mm. people assume that, Oh, I have my Bible all the time. I listen to worship music all the time. I, I have social media where I talk to people about Jesus all the time. Mm -hmm. They assume that's helpful always. Sure. but it's not it's helpful at a certain point it's helpful yeah. at that first kind of you're figuring out jesus that first year maybe a couple of years depending on your uh religious background mm -hmm. but if you're trying to go deep you're trying to figure out how to walk and talk and be like jesus mm -hmm. it's just not the place where you're gonna end mm -hmm. it just isn't at least the data is that's what the data is showing us right now right it's just, now yeah it's hurtful because people assume and it's 
just not. Right. They assume that this tool, mm-hmm. which are these are great tools. Yes. Is the is the end means of of um, this relationship with God, relationship with others, but yet not stopping to recognize: Are there other pieces? Can this be a good tool alongside something else? Yeah. Um, and that's probably where you know we were landing is it's good for some things it's not good for everything so yeah. how do we supplement the other pieces that's not good for yes like uh i know people who listen to this podcast i've listened to it on the road you know mm-hmm. we're traveling mm-hmm. yes online church is amazing if you're a traveling salesman or you tra- yeah. travel a lot where you can't be in person it is a great tool right. to like add to be like hey i don't want to miss but if you're not realistically mm-hmm. if you're not listening to your local church then yeah. really you're not listening to church. You're listening to some guy give a message, which yeah. is great, but yeah. you should be involved in your community. Yeah. And I think um, this is great for, um, I'm just thinking about something that I think is good for, if you've grown up and only known church in Western societies mm-hmm. in America, it's important to understand. And I know this, um, you know, kind of secondhand from my wife, uh, she did an internship in um, China. Oh, um, and so working with, uh, missionaries there and, um, and even coincidentally, you know, she can't even, they don't say that much cause it's, that's illegal to yeah. proselytize there. Yep. Um, and so, you know, even when she went there, got connected with different people, um, and got to go to house churches mm. and to realize that these Christ followers, um, this was not that long ago. This was in 2014 that she went there have the option of, um, I mean, if I guess if they use a VPN or something to get to that information, yeah. uh, you know, could listen to, to, to sermons or things like that or online church. Yeah. But yet, there are underground churches, there are churches that meet at night in the cover of darkness with yeah. the blinds closed, mm-hmm. because that relationship with people, that community, that meeting together yeah. is so important to them, even though it's illegal and they could go to jail yes. for that. So, you know, if we think, yeah, well, it's just, I mean, this is inherent to people. Yes. So. Yeah. People, if I like to tell people, like, if you think you can do Jesus and Christianity on your own, you're mistaken. Because mm-hmm. people have been doing Christianity for, I mean, Jesus, 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've had Bibles for hundreds of years now. Mm-hmm. They've had yeah. the, the ability to isolate themselves. They could have and might have tried to do Jesus on their own, to do Christianity mm-hmm. as a solo project. And yep. guess what? 2,000 years, we're still meeting in buildings, meeting with other believers, you know, yeah. everywhere from 20,000 to 200 to 20, mm-hmm. we are still meeting in person. And it's because yeah. there is a desperate need to be with each other, mm-hmm. to experience God together. Like as a collective, we are going to learn about God's truth by reading his word and hearing it yeah. applied to our lives and things like that. Yeah. We just, we're desperate for yeah. in person. And I like, if you're, uh, if you like music, uh, do you, have you ever been to a concert, Adam? Oh yeah. What was mm-hmm. your first concert? My first one, you know, when I was young, I went to these uh, Christian music festivals. Christian music festivals. So yeah, you'd stay a couple days and stay go to a couple days. Venues. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, like, can you give me a band that you listen to? I'm, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's. Uh, I remember at that a uh, long time ago. I, I believe I saw Stephen Chris Chapman. There's this okay. band that was trying to be. Um, Anyway, it was called Jump Five. I remember seeing them because I was a kid and thought they were cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I could list off a bunch of these, you know, niche bands that were that were there. Sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Stephen Curtis Chapman, I would argue there's probably a very real difference between listening to the studio version very loud in your car mm-hmm. of one of his songs and being at one of those concerts. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that's just 
it's not that the music's different. It's not mm-hmm. that he's singing it different. It's that we are experiencing it collectively as a group of people. Like yeah, a passion. Yeah. If you guys, if the listeners are familiar with passion, it's a conference in Georgia that's put on yep. mm-hmm. by passion church every year. Um, they has great worship leaders, some speakers, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's for college kids. Yep. The reason college kids probably over the years have just been raving about it is that they get to experience 20,000 people singing a worship song, which they probably yeah. will never experience again. And it's yeah. not that the worship's different. It's not that the song's mm-hmm. different. I mean, maybe the band leader's a little bit better, but mm-hmm. you are experiencing it in community. Yeah. And that's something that people forget as well. You know, through this pandemic, um, did Spotify or Apple Music ever go down? Like we had, we've had constant access yeah, to those things. hundred percent. But yet um, I was talking with friends about all these concerts that are coming to Salt Lake. Now you got Post Malone, who I know is going to have a concert. Justin Bieber, I think is making his way around here. Yep. And the tickets are so expensive yes. because people are dying inherently by our human nature. We are dying to get back together with a group of people who are, you know, enjoying the yeah. same thing and singing and, there's something about it, right? Like if pandemic could have said anything, it could have said, listen, people are don't care about concerts anymore. It yeah. could have said that. It could have. It's absolutely not the case. No. Uh, I mean, like uh, if the listeners aren't familiar with this podcast, like go back. I think it's like two episodes. Kyle Henderson, ta- mm-hmm. Pastor Kyle Henderson talked about mental health. Yeah. Mental health tanked through the pandemic. Yeah. Even though you could have had all the best speakers and messages and worship and all mm-hmm. this stuff, even among Christian, suicide rates and depression rates were at an all-time high mm. because you're by yourself. Yeah. You church, Jesus, Christianity is a life-giving, world-changing culture, and you can't change the world by, <laughs> by yourself, yourself in yeah. a room listening to sermons, listening to messages. Well, and I'm sure that you, um, uh, you know, maybe even some of our listeners, uh, this last week, so it's um, the week three of our series, Holy What? Yeah. And I got to preach that, so I knew the material pretty well, but talking about Talked about spiritual gifts is how we ended it. It was mm-hmm. re- it was cool. It was a great, I think, helpful and clear message on that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's in, when it comes to spiritual gifts, and it's pretty obvious in the Bible that there are abilities that we have that are empowered by God to serve others. Yeah. But the key part is that it's to serve others. Your spiritual gift is not for yourself. It's yeah. not to get the spotlight on you. It's not to, um, you know, edify yourself. It is for other people. Yes. And that's, you can't, it's very difficult to do that online. Yes, 100%. People have, like uh, we all talked about here, and if you've ever read your Bible about the spiritual gifts, there's a lot of them. There's a mm-hmm. lot of different kinds that mm-hmm. you can do, and they mm-hmm. exhibit themselves in a lot of different ways. Yep. Um, there's just digital platforms, like you might, if you're uh, an encourager, that's like something you would like to do or whatever. Like, that's, <laughs> it's good to do, but like, mm-hmm. you're just not going to make as much of an impact online. And mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening to this and I want you to know that your church is worse if you're not involved. Absolutely. Your church is going to be better if you are involved in some way, whether it's in small groups, on teams, helping out, joining a staff at the church. If you're, if you feel like that's where, you know, Mm -hmm. you're being driven in life, uh, your church is worse because you're not in it. Um, people like to treat Christianity like a sideline sport. Like I'm going to watch it like it's Wimbledon or tennis or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just going to watch it go back and forth and I'll cheer when I need to. And, oh, we gave 10,000 people, $10,000 to this organization and we're going to clap and Mm -hmm. I'm going to come on Sunday. Um, we need you. Yep. You and more importantly, you need the church. Yep. I need the church. I need to be involved because that's the way God has led people for thousands of years it's the way jesus taught and mm-hmm. if you read through the gospels it was all about hey disciples go do this go be this go there was mm-hmm. an action involved with the authority and identity they recognized who jesus is mm-hmm. they recognized okay he is the son of god 
therefore he has the authority to tell me what to do and he told me what to do that he yeah. told me to do this so yeah. therefore i see him i know who he is i'm gonna go do what he says yeah yeah there's so much to just being a part of that and i love that that phrase i mean that's a great way of putting it. your churches is worse off with you not being involved your yeah. church is so much better when you find that spot and get that fit and are involved and are and are present there it's yeah. just a better thing it really is i mean even the simple things uh he he's a very humble man so i won't mention him by name but he listens to this so i know mm. he's gonna know who he is uh there is a gentleman who comes every thursday and friday or friday uh and he works in the church that he'll uh put the seat backs like uh mm -hmm. if you're familiar with our church we have pockets in the seat backs in front of you right. that are filled with uh bulletins connection cards and pens yep. and he comes every week to just restock he puts mm. pens back in he makes sure they're all facing in their knees so that way when people come in they see a neat and organized thing he tests the pens so that you're never grabbing a pen and being like oh it's out oh, of ink yeah. wow. because that is a, like that's a pet peeve of mine is like yeah. oh you want me to connect with you but you're not even giving me the, tools the pen doesn't even work yeah yeah he does that all the, every week without wow. fail and that's he he has a spiritual gift of being amazing uh yeah that yeah. is it's such a low low risk thing that yep. a lot of people would be like, Oh, I guess, I guess I could do that. Like we're mm -hmm. not, we don't need you on stage leading band or yeah. doing all this stuff. But if you are willing, that is what is almost the most, I would say it's probably the most important thing is that yeah. you're willing to help and just willing to get involved because your staff, your pastor, I promise you, if you walk up to him and say, Hey, I want to get involved, but I don't know how he will find a place for you to get involved yeah. where you can, work out like you guys talked about your spiritual gifts the things mm. that you're good at that you're talented at the things you want to do like yeah we have we have spots for you i promise yeah that's so great because i think even people will wonder you know what is my spot i mean there is there is quite literally a spot for everybody yes. even down to something simple like that is so important so it's such a that's such a heavy weight that carries right like there's this responsibility of if we're going to tell people there's a connection card there if we're going to tell them you know take the pen and fill that out um, there needs, then that needs to be there. Yeah. And that, <laughs> it sounds so simple, but it's so important. It is. There's no bench players there. We are yeah. all, you're all starters. We're ready for you. We want you, we want mm -hmm. to help you because ultimately serving and, uh, you don't have to serve in a church. It's just the easiest place for most people to, mm -hmm. it's that we want to help you be more mm -hmm. like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus did a lot of stuff. He, mm -hmm. he helped people and all that kind of stuff. And that's just the digital world just doesn't allow for most people, uh, to express and work mm -hmm. on like you guys talked about uh spiritual gifts third message in holy what shameless plug go go ahead yeah uh, yeah they yeah. don't you just can't do it in the digital world you can a little bit but you know mm -hmm. if you're not a tiktok theologian or you're not <laughs> you know there's just there's not a lot of people who yeah can place or places you can serve yeah so great is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners i know that we'll have show notes for people too oh yeah so i know that'll be a great thing they can look at as well yeah there's a ton of data to back this up uh in education uh all kinds of other stuff that will be in the show notes that i mm -hmm. encourage you to go look at uh, like we adam and i talked about before if you don't feel like you can trust us go look at our sources yeah uh, we yeah. we encourage you to do that ask your questions mm -hmm. um and i would encourage you uh if you I've been focusing mostly on the digital world right now mm -hmm. uh, to try a little bit of the analog. Try, instead of reading through your Bible plan on the YouVersion app, no. take the plan, use the, the scripture and the devotional and go do it in person. Like go grab mm -hmm. your physical Bible. If you don't have a physical Bible, message your pastor. I promise you they will give you one no matter yeah. where you are in the world. Yeah. Mess it, try it online. Try mm -hmm. or try it uh, 
you know, just flip open, hey, I'm going to work through Acts 1 today because that's the devotional. Mm-hmm. Read it in person, slow down, mm-hmm. and just try it out, uh, test yeah. it out because the data, it, it, it's not wrong. It yeah, might, yeah. And that might not be the same forever, but right now it is telling you, listen to your pastor in person, mm. listen to them regularly, come more than twice a month, uh, <laughs> read your Bible in analog, a paperback version, mm. yeah. and be in community. Mm. Because right now your digital version of it is not enough to suffice to get you to that deep water of Christianity where Jesus wants you to go. Mm. Yeah, to grow and to... To, to not only to understand more, but to, to grow in love of God yeah. and to grow in love of others um, and to continue to grow in that gospel motivation. Yeah. Because we know that, and I think our listeners have heard that before too at SMCC, because it's not a shame-based thing. It's no. not this, um, you should do it because you have to get better, but no. to, to grow in love of who God is, yeah. um, there might be better tools yeah, to, to do that. To be fully <clears throat> devoted and fully, fully delighted. Like, yeah. uh, in your digital world, you are leaving some of like you're if you're in sales or you're familiar with Dave Ramsey, like you're leaving mm-hmm. money on the table. Mm-hmm. You are leaving some of Jesus on the table because mm-hmm. you're not you're not doing it to the best of your like where you learn, where yeah. you're the way you like to take in information. You're not doing that to yeah. the best of your ability right now. And I would hate for people to miss out on some of that stuff or feel like maybe their relationship with Jesus is lacking because they just didn't have the tools. Yeah. And I think that's the big takeaway for me and hopefully our listeners is all these tools are really great. Yeah. All these tools have a place. Um, none of these tools are inherently bad, mm-hmm. um, but it's helpful to recognize reality yeah. and to be able to go, what are these tools best used for and when? Yes. And in what situations? And so, yeah. Can, can your phone replace the church? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Can it be great when you're on a road trip, on a trip, mm-hmm. um, when you're flying, when, yeah, any of those things. When I'm driving to work, I absolutely listen to podcasts as I'm sure. driving because I can't read <laughs> while I'm driving. <laughs> uh, but is it helpful to stop? Yeah. And as much as I love technology and as much as I love my iPad, yeah. um, still on a Saturday morning when I'm thinking, okay, I, I want to take some time and set it aside to read the Bible, yeah. um, I have my little physical journal to take notes in and my physical bible to sit down with um boy is that that's that's good that's a good time there so figuring out those things and weighing yeah. them and right tool right time yep absolutely well kyle i super appreciate your time on this podcast super appreciate the resources that you've sourced for us um that'll be in the show notes uh, i think this is a great conversation i think it's appropriate timing for our listeners for this yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it absolutely well listeners thank you again for for being with us today if so enjoyed our time together and a reminder to leave a review especially on apple Podcasts, share with a friend and make sure that you are subscribed we love having you here and we're going to continue on in season four we've got some more guests coming up that i think you're really going to enjoy really appreciate so stay tuned and i will see you next time take care Thanks again for joining us for the Fully Delighted podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe, give us a rating, or share with a friend. For more information about SMCC, please visit our website at smccutah.org. Thanks again for trusting us with your time, and we hope to have you back again soon.